Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am your host and founder, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. And with me today is Doug Garland. And here's a bit about Doug. He is a retired orthopedic surgeon, clinical professor of orthopedics at USC. He has published more than 100 peer reviews, scientific articles, Indie published Jan- uh, January 2022, The Tall Poppy Syndrome, The Joy of Cutting Others Down. And scientific articles, tweets, and blogs on the Tall Poppy Syndrome can be found on his website, which will be mentioned in the show notes as well as the later part of the show. So today we're going to unpack what the Tall Poppy Syndrome is and how it brings joy of cutting others down and you're going to find out from Doug's perspective and so buckle up sit back and enjoy this treat so without further ado please welcome Doug Garland to GEMS podcast thank you very much for having me my pleasure Doug so before we jump into this segment I want you to share an interesting or fun fact about yourself that obviously my community doesn't know, but maybe your community doesn't know about you either. Uh, I like to garden, which is probably not unusual uh, for an escape from the intensity of uh, an academic orthopedist as well as running a busy private practice. So that was my form of escape. I had um, 60, 40 to 60 heirloom tomato plants at one time to care for instead of patients. So most people don't know that. Oh, wow. But you know what? Gardening can definitely help with the work that you're doing because it teaches you to have patience and you have to have patience when you are dealing with some of these patients out here, because some of them can definitely test you. That That's for sure. The p- plants, uh, maybe they have a soul, but, the, you know, the genetics, so many things about them are like human beings and they, they like to be pampered and they have all kinds of issues with life as well. So it's an intriguing thing for me personally. I find them more interesting pets, but that's, that's your own personality and your own take on life. But they're, they're very, very fun, whether they're house, house plants, outdoor plants or vegetables or fruit trees. Yes. And now with you um, switching gears into your accomplishment of your recent book, The Tall Poppy Syndrome, The Joy of Cutting Others Down. So I'm sure the listeners and viewers are eager to know, Doug, what made you write this book? Well, I felt I was cut down. I, uh, academics is a publish or perish business. And you have to keep churning out articles in order to advance the ladder to become a full professor. And I went through all those steps and I had the big corner office with the window and I'd gone to a meeting, medical meeting. And when I came back, there was after 30 years, there was a note on my door that my office had been moved down to hall into a little cubby hole. 
I was to go to Australia to on a six week to sabbatical to review some of their spinal injury programs. And I called the Australian person and said that uh, I was resigning my post and that I wouldn't be coming. And she said, why not? And I kind of related what happened. And she said, well, you've been tall poppy. And I didn't understand that term. And she explained it. And I still didn't understand it. So I retired from that position and just did a private practice. And then when I fully retired, I began research on the tall poppy syndrome and wondered why it was in the rest of the world, but not in America. And the original premise of the book was it was because of our individualism and individual rights that maybe that was protecting us from the tall poppy syndrome. And at the conclusion of my study, I found what I felt that the tall poppy syndrome was more prevalent in the country, in our country than any part of the world. And it was in fact, because of our individualism and our meritocracy that we're trying to improve ourselves. And if we can improve ourselves, then we wanna cut the other person down. So the whole analysis then of the tall poppy syndrome is what can help your listeners as we go through the emotional makeup of the cutter, the emotional makeup of the person who's been cut down, and then the emotional makeup of yourself. And all three of those interplay and you'll learn a lot about the emotions. So I'll just tell you how you learn about the emotions. Most people have heard of the seven deadly sins but they couldn't name them. So the seven deadly sins are anger and envy. Those two are most commonly found in the cutter. Now, the tall poppy uh, is a person of significance for various reasons, uh, but they frequently become prideful. That's the most common cause of being cut down. Uh, they sometimes are greedy and they sometimes are lustful. So all of a sudden you have five of the deadly, seven deadly sins um, that you don't even have to memorize. So when you look at the tall poppy syndrome, uh, if you just remember those five, uh, gluttony and laziness are the other two, which usually aren't part of the tall poppy syndrome, but the, the bulk of the emotional behavior is through those five emotions. And if you understand that, uh, you can evaluate a case example, uh, but the thing that really is self-improvement, you have to look at what's your role in the tall poppy syndrome. So if I label it two ways, peer-to-peer, -peer, which is the most common. And within that, you don't have to be a tall poppy syndrome. Peer-to-peer -peer is your family. So that brings up Cain and Abel in the Bible. So we start clear back at the very beginning and right away we find an example of the tall poppy syndrome and it was by familial envy. So you have it in your family, you have it in your neighborhood, you have it in the school, you have it in the workplace. So it's all around you. So we, we don't hear about the tall poppy syndrome because the, the local tribal interaction does not make the newspaper. So that group of people is made up generally 
of bad envy. So envy really is broken down once again when we say the seven deadly sins. The problem sometimes with religion, they look at life negative, negative in negative aspects. And certainly everybody knows that bad in or envy is the coveting of somebody else's possessions or attitudes or mind or or beauty. And they don't appreciate that there's a counter component to that, which is emulation. We want to emulate somebody that is better than us. That's how we improve ourselves. That's the best way to improve yourself is to have good friends, smart friends, religious friends. And if you run in that crowd, then you're going to develop those habits. So bad neighborhood envy would be looking at somebody and either actively say they have a nice car and you key the car. That's an active participation in bad envy. Um, the passive participation would be a campaign against your neighbor telling the other neighbors what a bad person they are. So that's, that's the bad envy component. It's usually found in a, little per, in a person that has a little lower self-esteem. And for some reason, they perceive that they can improve themselves uh, or they don't want to. And they would rather cut the other person down. So is, when we look, if you remember that, that case, then it'll hold you in good stead for the cutter in the bulk of the peer-to-peer. -peer. Now, the public tall poppy syndrome involves cutting a tall person, the true metaphor of cutting somebody tall down. And um, I don't like to really pick on people, but if we take Lance Armstrong, the, the bicyclist that won all the tours, uh, he, he was blood doping. So I label that egregious activity. And usually then the tall poppy that is publicly cut down has bad emotion and usually it's pride, which in pride is also all the, all the emotions can be good or bad. Uh, neighborhood pride or pride of ownership is having a nice home and keeping it nice and keeping your car washed. So there's nothing wrong with pride in and of itself. But if it goes too far to one side, then it becomes hubris, right? And then the public thinks uh, that person doesn't deserve that, so they want to cut them down. So it's the pride, lust, greed, which if we look at sports, the media, big business, uh, those are the public figures that get cut down. And then lastly, then you can self-reflect on yourself and stand back from an episode and evaluate it and see uh, which bias you happen to have, whether you agree with the cutter or the cuttee. And hopefully that self-reflection will help you improve yourself. Yes. It really helped me even reading the book, and I thought I was fine. But um, I found a lot of, as I looked through the both sides, uh, the, the cutter and their, their negativity and the tall poppy, the negative actions they do, it's a real growth to look at people and almost think, well, I don't want to be like them. So rather than emulating the star, the quarterback or the valedictorian, um, 
you look negatively at somebody and say, well, that's really bad behavior. I, I don't want to associate with that. Yeah, and thank you so much, Doug, for just painting the visual there. And I'm also just going to read the definition, the dictionary definition for tall poppy syndrome, just to put some more context for the listeners as well as the viewers. So it says tall poppy syndrome, a term that was popularized in Australia, occurs when people are attacked, resented, disliked, criticized, or cut down because of their achievements and or success. And it is a cultural phenomenon in which people hold back, criticize, and sabotage those who have or believe to, achieve, to have achieved notable success in one or more aspects of life, particularly intellectually or cultural wealth, cutting down the tall poppy, just like what you said, Doug. And you, you talked about some examples, whether it's the peer-to-peer -peer example you gave or it's the public example. And we have to really look at ways that we share commonalities and how we could help one another and celebrate each other's achievements versus tapping into the seven sins and just being very nasty. And what was shocking was that you mentioned whenever you went to Australia and they told you that you had the tall poppy um, syndrome, it brought awareness to you because you didn't realize what that was. And then when you started doing your own research, you saw that it was very prevalent here in the US. So why do you feel that we as Americans aren't really talking about it? And do you feel like we are behind times versus you know jumping on the times with people around the world? No, I, we're way behind the times. There's no, our lives here are so intense, so to speak, that, that we, we don't self-reflect. And it's really this, I mean, this caused a huge self-reflection on my part and why it happened to me or why I perceived that it happened to me. So let me give you the background of countries. If we any of the ism countries, the communism, they all want what's, what I call Marxist envy, which there's actually some of that going on in America right now. Communism wants everybody to be completely equal, not have any land, and uh, not have any power, and the power and the wealth is held in the elite's hand. The problem with that concept is the more equal you are, the more tall poppy syndrome, or so the theory kind of goes. And if you um, look at within a prison where it's rampant, if one prisoner has a nice pair of shoes and the other ones don't, um, that drives everybody crazy. So Australia was, was a penal colony for England. That's how... Australia was founded. So why we think it's so prevalent there is because that's their history. It's a very egalitarian country, meaning they want everybody to be equal. So in the, of all the English speaking countries, the most prevalent that have the tall poppy syndrome or the awareness of the tall poppy syndrome is Australia. It's almost a national pastime, but Canada, and England also are very aware of it. So once again, and I did the 
I researched almost a, a lot of countries and from beginning of ancient times. So everybody knows Socrates. Socrates drank the hemlock. He actually was tall poppy. He was falsely accused. He was a bright guy and he, he threatened some of the city council people, uh, false accusations, imprisonment, and rather than continue to fight against them, which he felt, felt was counterproductive, he drank the hemlock. So here we start off in ancient Greece and, and the tall poppy syndrome was actually described uh, in Greece. Uh, at that time, they used wheat and they just said, cut the heads off the wheat. And then if you look at Rome, Caesar was tall poppy by Brutus. And Rome, Livy, the great historian from Rome, he actually described the tall poppy syndrome and actually used poppies. So here we have the ancient countries aware of the tall poppy syndrome clear back. And um, I mean, I have some great examples in the book about China. Japan has um, the tall nail gets pounded down. Holland, which is a very egalitarian country, uh, has the tall tree catches all the wind. And then, of course, if we look at the Scandinavian countries or the Nordic countries, um, tall poppies rampant in those countries because they're very egalitarian. So th they actually have a law of jante, J-A-N-T-E, and there's 10 ways on how not to grow tall. So they, they actually discourage somebody from sticking out from the rest. So it's this whole egalitarianism that is pervasive throughout most countries throughout history. And that's why I couldn't figure out why I, my presumption was it was our individualism. But in the end, I found it here and I felt worse in countries, but I, don't, I still don't understand why we don't have awareness of it. But almost everybody, I explain what the syndrome means the, they think a minute and then they go, oh, that happened to me on July 7th, 2001. They remember the experience just like I remember it when I was cut down. So people remember, uh, almost all people uh, remember it. It happens to them, but um, they didn't know what it was called. So I, I'm sure a lot of your members, uh, listeners are going to have the light bulb go and say, hey, yeah, that did happen to me. As a matter of fact, they remember exactly what happened. They remember the situation. And now they can reflect back and think, you know, what was happening in my life at that time? And who was the bully? Or, you know, was I really an immature person at that time? And I was off base. So that's how you reflect on it and improve yourself. Yes. And thank you for bringing this knowledge because this is definitely a learning for me as the host, because I had no idea what the tall poppy syndrome was. And just um, to put some context around some examples here, and then we'll wind down, Doug. So here are some of the examples or remarks from peers. And it could sound like this, downplaying success oh, it was just good luck, or pointing out minor or irrelevant flaws. Oh, well, did you know that, you know, you calculated that wrong, or you don't really look good today, or something like that. 
exclusion from a particular group, refusal to collaborate, sly remarks, and jealousy. Those are some examples of tall poppy syndrome in a pair form. And I just want you to think about that as and partner that with what Doug has said on this segment. So that way, whenever some, some of those examples become present in your reality, you know that you are being um, a part of tall poppy syndrome. And then you could take it as a learning and educate the person who is, you know, being the predator and you're the prey and say, hey, did you just realize that you tall poppy syndrome me? And then you could share some knowledge that you learned from GEMS podcast, which one of our missions here is to educate, but also inspire and motivate. And we do that by having these difficult conversations or courageous conversations where we're intersecting different ideas. But Doug, as we wind down, I want you to leave our listeners and viewers with a call to action for this segment? Well, we need um, less judgment in society, which, which is uh, how we want to cut somebody down. It's, it's the, your own internal judgment of the situation. And, and we need to let people alone and let bygones be bygones. So the judgment uh, by the cutter is one one of the ways uh, we cut people down, it's an extension of bad envy. And the other emotion that I'd like you to be aware of and your listeners is schadenfreude, C-H-A-N-D-E-R-F-E-N-U-D-E. It's a German word that means harm and joy. And after you've cut down somebody or somebody in the public's been cut down, uh, you feel good about it. And you have to ask yourself, why do you feel good um, when somebody takes a fall? I feel empathy for the most part. I find it all very sad, but um, next time you're driving down the freeway and somebody's been pulled over by speeding, uh, just evaluate your own behavior as you drive by and smile as another one bites the dust. So that's how um, the tall poppy syndrome helps you. It really helps you understand emotions and evaluate yourself as life goes on. Thank the you. Way, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to, the way to actually avoid the tall poppy syndrome is to serve others. That's the takeaway message as far as I'm concerned from understanding uh, the syndrome itself. But if you always think, how can I help that person? not how can I cut them down, everybody will be much better off. Yes, I completely agree. And I always like to say, united we stand and divided we fall. We're not gonna get to the other side if we you know, try to do it by ourselves. Or the other sentiment that we've hear is if you wanna go fast, go, go together. But if you wanna go further, go, no. What is it? Hold on. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go further, go together, because it takes all of us really coming together just to make this world a better place. And Doug, for our listeners and viewers that are interested in learning more from you or grabbing a copy of your book, I want you to plug, plug your website and share where you primarily hang out on social media. 
So it's Doug Garland, D-O-U-G-G-A-R-L-A-N-D.com. Now, in the uh, actually the introduction, there's a nice podcast on it to open up a visual podcast. And there's a Peanuts article that's very telling on the, as you open up. But at the top right-hand corner, you'll see my activity level. M is for Medium, which is my blog site. Uh, there's 10 scientific articles uh, that I published in the medical journals to put it in our medical literature, which is unrecognized here in America. And then the thing that I do most is tweet, which is uh, I didn't do in writing the book, which was five to 10 years. And there's over 600 citations in the book. So it's a huge work. But I tweet almost every day. I usually... Uh, as I was writing the book, looking to understand the tall poppy syndrome, I took a lot of magazines and a lot of newspapers, and I continue to do that. And if I see an example of the tall poppy syndrome uh, that just happened, then I usually tweet that and just put the hashtags and my take on the article. So you don't have to follow me, but you can get the idea and then have fun and do it yourself. It's quite enjoyable. Thank you for sharing that. So all of your contact information will be in the show notes, Doug. And you tweet a lot. So it sounds like you're primarily on Twitter versus like Instagram or Facebook or et cetera. But definitely um, they could backlink to you by just going to your website, which is the centralized location, correct? Correct. And for you listeners and viewers, once again, I challenge you to go out and do your research on tall poppy syndrome, educate somebody else who's not familiar with this subject, and make sure you subscribe and share this podcast. We are on 40 plus platforms. Follow us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. And if you want to continue to help out with the mission of Gems Podcast, we are looking for brand sponsors. So feel free to um, connect with me at genesisamariskemp.net to learn more about how you could be a brand sponsor and have your products and services heard right here. We are ranked in the top 3% globally per www.listennotes.com. And until we chat next time, ciao. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services, can be here on GEMS Podcasts.